All those things are harvest things. Uh, they are, require different tools to, to harvest different things. And the thing is as well that the harvest comes at different times of the year. We'll think a bit more about that later. But something that Jesus knew very well was living in the countryside as he did. He knew all about harvest time. But he also knew about a different kind of harvest that God wanted to bring in. And Monica is going to read a very brief verse from the Bible that tells us something that Jesus said to his friends about harvest. Listen carefully. It's just one verse. Let's go for it. It's John chapter 4, verse 35. Do you not say, four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look to the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Jesus was saying to his friends, you know that saying that people have, it's going to be four months till the harvest, we don't need to work hard now. Well, he was saying, don't make that your excuse because the harvest that God wants to bring is happening now. It's harvest now. It's not in when you feel like it or in some other time. It's about harvesting now. And that's what the theme of our service is about, harvesting now. Because Jesus wanted to tell his disciples that there is never a bad time to be reaching out to other people and inviting them to be part of God's harvest. And God's harvest comes when he gathers us, like a father or a mother gathers us into his love. We're gathered together by God into a family that his love makes possible. Do you remember that parable, that story that he told about the prodigal son, the lost son, who'd wandered all the way off and was far from him? He was like, Jesus said that God is like a father who is always looking out every day. You know what it's like when something terrible happens to your children. You're thinking about them every day. You're wondering what's going on. And that father was looking out to see if one day he would return. And when he saw him at a distance, he ran out, didn't he? He ran out and he put his arms out and he welcomed him home. There's never a time that God isn't looking out for us to come home to him and to welcome us into his family. And as a church, we are people who are called to be looking out, lifting up our eyes, said, you look out, the fields are already white for harvest. They're ready for harvest. And as a church, we need to be looking up and looking out to see how that can happen. We'll be thinking about the harvest how in a few moments. But one great example of how God, through his church, is enabling people to feel gathered and welcomed and part of his family is happening in our youth work. And we're going to lift the lid just for a few moments that Gary, one of our youth leaders, is going to share with us now. Where's Gary? Come on, Gary. Come on forward now. And he's going to share with us just a few insights into what happens with our young people to help them to feel gathered into God's arms of love. Thank you, Gary, very much indeed. You just go to here, yeah. So, good morning. Um, I've been asked by Joe to do four minutes, so I timed it this morning. It was four minutes, ten seconds. 
Now it's four minutes 20. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, it's harvest, and we've been asked to show how working with our young people helps build relationships. It feeds the soul and makes whole life disciples. I hope to illustrate this by sharing with you about what happens at our Sunday youth group when the youth trail out of here in the mornings and what happens at our Wednesday uh, Elevate home groups. When the youth leave here on, uh, during the service, we go over to the youth hub. The youth hub was an amazing investment by the church into our young people. There are many in the church who champion this investment, so a huge thank goes to them. On Sundays, we have a rotation of three themes, Scripture Sundays, Story Sundays, and Serving Sundays. On Scripture Sundays, we do Bible study. Diane, me, and Rich Hawkes will help our amazing youth to explore what God is telling us through Scripture. More recently, we have, been invite, we've, we have invited the older youth um, to start giving sessions as well. So we've been joined by Jonas Peterson, Luke Padden, and Sam Ewins, and they've been sharing messages that are on their hearts. On serving Sundays, we do some social action projects like litter picking, bulb planting, uh, prayer walks. This is all about serving and encouraging us to follow the example of Christ's serving hearts. Some of you will have participated in the recent Super Serving Sunday, where we reached out to the community and, and painted the huge school fence at uh, Christchurch Infant School. Uh, just to say a big thank you to all who got involved in that. It was an amazing project, and it was very much appreciated uh, by the school. And it was reported in Down In Voice, not just to look at what we are doing article, but an article that speaks of Jesus the Servant King and of God's love, which is for everyone. That is impact and shows us building relationships. On Story Sundays, we invite someone from the church to come and share their testimony with young people. This is a really popular part of our Sunday uh, mornings. Next week, it is going to be Ellis Bowen. Some of you will know Ellis. He has an amazing story to share with the young people. So I don't want to say any spoilers, but I'm gonna share a little bit of his story um, this morning. His story is a great example of how God works to bring us closer to him. Ellis is the boyfriend of the lovely Eloise and is one of our youth team. This time last year, he would have said he wasn't a Christian. When I drove Team India up to Heathrow in a minibus last Christmas, Team India up to Heathrow, Heathrow Airport, Diane invited Ellis along to see Eloise off and to keep me company on the way back. Keep me out of trouble, I think. Um, and we got chatting about lots of things on the way back and I invited him to come and help out with the youth group that evening because we were down on numbers. He came along and in the ensuing months gradually got more involved. Ellis is especially good at praying for and with young people who have problems. One of the highlights of the summer was when Ellis told me at the Super Serving Sunday event that he had given his life to Jesus that weekend. This is indeed harvest. Our Wednesday youth home groups are called Elevate and Elevate Plus. At these groups, we share our news, we play games, and we study the Bible. In recent times, we have done a range of courses, including Freedom in Christ, the Prayer Course, uh, NUA, which is a course by Scripture Union, and uh, 
We had an amazing 22 young people along to a youth alpha uh, back earlier in the year. However, just to conclude, I want to share the story of Emma with you. As you know, Diane runs two drop-in sessions a week at Down End School. Emma came along because she heard there was free cake. There's usually free cake when Diane's around. Emma came along because um, her friends invited her. She told me that she sat in the corner with her hood up, keeping a low profile. But then she heard Diane talking and thought, as she said to me, hold on, there's something different here. From the drop-in, Emma started coming to Ignite, our Thursday outreach youth group. And from Ignite, she came along to be part of the team at The Noise. Then this week, Diane and I were so pleased to see her turn up at Elevate for the first time. This is another example of how God is working through relational youth work. From seed to harvest, there is a big harvest waiting, and we cannot rest until all are safely gathered in. Thank you. So, the question is, how are we going to be doing Harvest Now? We've looked at Harvest Now. This is the time to reach out to others. This is a time to be people who are like Jesus' disciples, not waiting until another time, but doing it now. How can we do it? Well, it's a fantastic opportunity because there are different ways, as we've seen, that different crops need different tools to harvest the things that are needing to be harvested. As we saw, wheat needs harvesting by a combine, potatoes dig up by a fork, grapes harvested by secateurs and olives by a net. And we at Christchurch already have lots of different ways of connecting with people, relating to people, so that there can be a harvest in God's way at God's time. We have, for example, Open Church on Tuesdays. We have Alpha on Mondays. We have Messy Church. We have Sunday Church and Thursday Church. We have the Church Fellowship, the Mother's Union. We have life groups, men's groups, children's groups, youth groups. We've got all sorts of different opportunities for people to gather together and to find the love that God has for each of them. And there are times that we go away as individuals and as a church and experience something of the harvest that God is making possible in other people's lives. We go to Spring Harvest, the Green Belt. You might go to Hazelmere or to Big Church Day Out or to New Wine or Soul Survivor. All sorts of ways that we can gather with other people and to gather with God because God is wanting us to meet with him in different ways and at different times. And at Spirit Space two weeks ago, we heard about 11 different testimonies from our young people about how that God has met with them and drawn them into his love, that harvest that Gary was talking about that the youth are experiencing in many different times. And we're just going to hear, just for less than a minute, something that Abraham experienced when he was at Soul Survivor. And he learned a very important lesson 
about harvesting with God. And see if we can just play that clip very briefly on the screen. Thanks. Hello. Just have I'm the lights off, Abraham, thanks. And I, on my trip to Soul Survivor, I had some amazing experiences. One of which was when um, I was asking God for help, but I, I had a realization that God, that, that God can't just take away something which I'm going to do anyway. So I need to try as well as God. And it's like a relationship because a relationship where one person loves the other but the other person doesn't love it back that is is it's not it just doesn't work so it's sort of like that with God so he, he can try but you need to be in it as well that's a very important lesson isn't it that God will answer our prayers but very often we need to be part of that answer too that we're co-workers with God in that harvest. It's very easy just to pray and to think God is going to do what God does and think that's the end of my participation in it. But we all have a part in playing. All good gifts around us are sent from heaven above, but we plow the fields and scatter the good seed on the ground. And so there's that co-working together. And if we listen to the Spirit, and look at the people around us, we might be inspired by God to take some action. Do you remember those words from Jesus that we heard earlier on in the service? Lift up your eyes, look around to the people in your community and listen to what God might be saying and respond to the things that he's prompting you to. Now when we were away, a lot of us at Lee Abbey, there was a great deal of uh, examples given of how that harvest can happen through building relationships around food, around food and eating together. There were examples of people who invited others around on Friday evenings for meatballs just to have a simple bit of meal together. We heard of Emma, early, Gary's example, where there was cake there was an opportunity to meet, and that drew her in. There were examples of how people were able to share meals, not only as a whole church, but individually or as small groups, across different generations and, of course, with the same generation as well. And I know that there are several people who have been listening to God and feeling a stirring in their spirit about how we as a church could take that forward so that we as a church are asking the Lord of the harvest, who could I invite for a bite? Who could I invite to come and to share something simple or go out for a coffee with? It may be members of our own church, but it may be other people as well who are gathered together into a community, into relationships. You remember how in the early church, the people were described as eating together in each other's homes with glad and sincere hearts. There was an openness about it. There was a genuineness about it. There was a joy about it. And that was one of the things, along with prayer and studying the scriptures and having communion together and all those different things that attracted people 
to that warmth of community. So at the end of that passage, it describes of the Lord adding to their number those who are being saved. So having that sense of strong relationships, open relationships, speaks of the nature of God. And I was reminded of the icon that we have in our chapel. I brought it out so we can see. It's an icon, a special painting, that speaks of the relationship between the Father, the Spirit, and the Son, that relationship of love. And do you notice how at the bottom there is a gap? Around the table are gathered the love of the Father and the Spirit and the Son. But who is the invitation to? Where is the person who's going to join them at the table? This is what this painting wants to invite us to consider. Who is going to be gathered into that love of the Father, Spirit, Son as they share food and drink together? I think this picture speaks to us and invites us as a church to consider who those people might be and to pray for God to show us who we might invite and who we might gather with over simple food and lovely drink so it's something to really pray about as we go forward. And as we think of what it might look like in Christchurch over the next three years, I think that we might see, as God's grace overflows, a building of those relationships, a drawing together of people in community, in small groups around meals, where conversations and sharing of things that are really, really insignificant might happen more and more. Well, I've got a table here and some lovely bread. Have you been smelling the bread? Well, I can smell the bread. Would anybody like to come up and, uh, and share a bit of bread with me? Yes? Do you like to? Come on then. Let's, uh, let's just move this table out. You take a seat. And this bread, I think, is something very special when we think about the way that Jesus talked about himself, isn't he? Remember, Jesus said that I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Would you like to share some bread with me? Would you like to share some bread? Anybody else like to share a bit of bread? It's very, very hot. Very, very hot. I think that's enough. Very, very hot. Okay. I think that... Uh, can I just say, what a wonderful picture of harvest. Thank you, children. We haven't got enough for everybody. Thank you very much indeed. Well done. Go and sit yourself down now. Fantastic.